0: Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where our youthful exuberance shines through as we chat about everybody's favorite seniors, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the ninth episode in the series, Blanche and the Younger Man.
1: Oh, the Younger Man. Love it. Younger man named Dirk. (laughs) I mean, would he have any other name in the (laughs) 80s for this character? Um, What do you think of this episode?
0: So I I honestly probably have seen this one fewer uh, fewer times than I've seen most of the other ones, even the ones that I've said that I don't rewatch. Um, I don't know if it just wasn't uh, reran as much or something like that. Um, but of course, I've seen it. You know, that probably means I've seen it 50 times instead of 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting because, you know, the title and the titles never give so much away in these but the title is about Blanche and dating the younger man which is obviously a huge part of it but really the bigger thing here is that Rose's mom is in town
1: oh yeah and it's it's actually funny that that so Blanche and the younger man clearly are supposed to be the a story but <laughs> the b story is so good it it takes over all the time every single time later in the episode once they kind of wrap up the Rose's mother story, or it has the resolution that it has. Um, they pan back to Dirk and Blanche, like, in the restaurant. And I'm, I, every, almost every time I'm like, oh, yeah, we didn't even resolve this A story yet. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, the uh, if you were to map out the episode from, like, A, B, as I'm sure, like, a lot of sitcoms are, it would be, like, such a long chunk. Like, it's basically, like, done in two parts as opposed to mixed in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, so this one sort of picks up. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit in the last one about how there was some regression with the characters, um, but I think this one sort of uh, makes up for that, um, particularly with Blanche. So she's she's introduced to this guy who's her jazzercise teacher, which is another one of those great sort of like 80s dated <laughs> references. Um,
1: it's amazing. Amazing. And
0: that sort of kicks off, besides whatever's going on with him, that enables Blanche to become this sort of like... To embrace, I guess, really, um, her sort of like Scarlet O'Hara, like forbidden southern affairs. And she tells this story, and the story's wild, but it starts, she the way she introduces it, she has that sort of like draw and she says, Oh, my seventeenth summer, and it's it's perfect. It's sort of right, the first time right. we see that, and ooh, it's a really it's really great.
1: You're right, like the sitting on the porch telling it. I also love <laughs> like Sophia sleeps during the story like they she's sort of just like trying to keep her head up and it's a perfect visual gag that like I'm surprised they used it this early because it's so perfect it like strikes such a note every single time I, I forget it I forget about it and then I laugh out loud. It's incredible. And again, with the physical um, but-
0: comedy, B. Arthur's shoulders like yes. shrink, like she, like her posture changes when Blanche's story is going on uh-huh. for too long or like there's some crazy, you know, like weird detail about this guy that she was into it during
1: her 17th summer. Um, and it, it oh is perfect. Oh my God, Absolutely absolutely and even earlier when she's talking about you know she's like oh you know Dirk's younger than me and like Dorothy is just shrugging on the couch and uh you know Blanche finally says you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna date Dirk (laughs) Dorothy just goes was there ever any doubt? Like, give me a break! Like, I'm just here being an audience that I don't even have to react to you, and you're going to say the exact same things because you're so self-involved. It's it's perfect. It's so great. Like, you know, Dorothy just looks at the camera when Blanche talks about how he's a little bit younger than she is, and it's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and Dorothy kind of calls her out on this, but you know, it's so bizarre that Blanche. I mean, it, it works because she's would put on this facade, but like. Of course, you're going to go out with your jazzercise teacher. Like, is there really ever? Are you really like contemplating this? Like, there's, there's no doubt at all. Seriously. Um,
1: Seriously. A person, yeah, a person like you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> she, and she goes through all of this, you know, trying to become younger and all that kind of stuff. I love, uh, Blanche goes, A man his age is used to a trim body with good tone. And then immediately, Dorothy goes, Then buy him a princess phone. <laughs> which is just like again another 80s reference like everybody had this princess phone but it's like hysterical in this context um look it up kids if you don't know what it is uh it's so great um but then we sort of dropped the dirk line you know we, we dropped like i said before like you know a story is introduced and then it goes away for like the entirety of the B story which is so funny which of course is that rose's mother comes to visit
0: rose's mother who she introduces to all of these women in their 50s 60s i don't know 80s as mrs lindstrom which i just thought was so bizarre i was like i know it was a different time but like really sophia is gonna call her aunt but she's gonna call her by her first name like it's it's crazy
1: yeah (laughs) exactly also alma is a cool yeah it's really cool and this actress is very cool and like it's really It's interesting that they chose this actress and this personality for Rose's mother, because then you're then you you're left to wonder where all of her innocence comes from. Um, And of course, we get into like really weird, dicey Rose origin stories. What with the being adopted, there's no mention of her being adopted here. There's like a lot of weird, wacky things. But this is like. Her personality is so much closer to sophia's in this you know in in terms of having a mother figure, so it's interesting that rose didn't turn out more like Dorothy based on this episode yeah
0: and and um it's sort of it's another one of those like long-term plot holes where like we never hear about Rose's mother again (laughs) so she just like kind of like keeps it or be alive again I I should say um exactly so she comes and she's this very yeah like sort of similar to Sophia she's very lively she's very with it she um you know she's not she's Feeble, um, but of course Rose is kind of very protective of her and and very patronizing. Like she she's like so. It's not even nice. Like you can tell it's supposed to be protective and nice, but it's just like it's like why are you talking to her like that? She's an adult.
1: Yeah, it does. It does actually fall very oddly. Like it's it, and again, Betty White does a good job balancing it. But again, they're, they you just scratch the surface, and you're like, okay there's a big, big difference between patronizing and protective. And and you could actually toe that line, but like you said, here it's even more over the top. <laughs> like, where she's like, she wants to go like take a nap in the bedroom, and like, uh, <laughs> Sophie is like... A- you know, talking about, like, Bob Hope. Like, unless he's in the bedroom right now, I think she'd rather stay out here with us. Like, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, again, Sophia rightly calls her out. She goes, is your name Mrs. Lindstrom? Like, I'm not talking to you. Stop answering for her. You know, all of this ridiculous stuff. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's, a very, it's a very odd premise uh, in terms of the way that it's done. But it also, again, because these women are expert actresses. And that this, you know, the guest star is also wonderful. Like, it just, I don't know. It doesn't strike me too weird. Yeah. Mrs. Lindstrom, just Mrs. Lindstrom
0: is so good. I wrote that I think she's the best, um, like, family guest actress that they have on to play a relative definitely up until this point but i i would say maybe through the whole series she's very good she's very natural um and and you can like it's it is weird like there's some weird moments obviously with rose sort of like trying to parent her and even when she tries to parent her it's like you guys are almost the same age like what is (laughs) not super working but whatever
1: i'll allow it (laughs) Um, um I think I think that uh the what's her name she Jeanette Nolan was the name of Rose's mother um which is uh she's like been in television for a while and everything like that she was like a pretty like I think they were happy to get her uh as as the guest star for this episode but but again, she was kind of older, and I think it was a little bit more difficult for her to um, remember some of their lines, and they kept changing her lines. So it kinda, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting little backstory I read about in our Golden Girls Forever compendium. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I agree. I think she really she strikes a really good um, like she fits she fits right in with uh, with all these actresses. She holds her own.
0: Yeah, and sort of a um, a theme that's come up a couple times actually is so her behavior kind of reverts to like a teenager because rose is putting her in that position um but she you know sneaks out with so or she doesn't even sneak out she goes to the track with Sophia, and rose finds out she left the house and you know that is her reaction It's like you let her out of the house and dorothy's like she she says she dug (laughs) a tunnel
1: Yeah, she's like with a dessert <laughs> spoon. Um, my favorite my favorite is the way that Dorothy again, because Dorothy is acting like a normal daughter in this situation. And again, we just saw two episodes back in the competition of Dorothy having this protectiveness about Sophia because she's elderly and because she's had these health issues, et cetera, et cetera, which is again in that episode it's presented as a concern that is a legitimate concern but not in this over the top insane way like you let her out the house (laughs) and like Dorothy calms Rose down and not even calms her down but just kind of sasses her in this like what are you crazy she goes she's out betting on the horses not rounding them (laughs) up (laughs) which I thought is such a great line And it's like, again, she says it as she's, like, walking. She doesn't say it in this, like, I need to talk to you seriously, Rose. You know, obviously she does that later. But um, but she just does this, you know, kind of the same reaction you would have with your friend if they were saying something, like, wholly irrational for the situation. She's like, come on, what are you talking about? It's totally fine.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, like, we see Rose on the other side of where we just saw her in the last episode. Um, it- it's different, obviously, but... She's treating her mother as though she's completely helpless and um, not a person. And th- her mother has shown no signs that like she deserves that treatment. Not that anyone does, but she, you know, <laughs> she's very with it. She seems totally capable. She traveled to Miami alone. Like, what are you doing?
1: Um, you're so you're so right about the fact that like when Alma, I'll, I'll call her <laughs> Alma from now on is um you know entering this scene that it's the same as what Rose was doing before like considering her vulnerable and that she can't take care of herself but it also is um the same sense of control right like Rose has lost control and of course it's revealed that she's doing this in this episode to her mother um you know quite intensely because she fears, losing her you know so she's trying to control and i i love that they have that line she goes you know stopping me from living isn't gonna stop me from dying um and i remember like that line being profound to me when i was really little seeing this episode because i I actually i think i watched this episode a fair amount probably a little bit more than you i'm not really sure why it's kind of like a medium episode Mm -hmm. for me i like it a lot but it really that line was very Um, it really struck me when I, when I was little of like a way to think of my parents or even my grandparents are just saying, you know, like, Hey, you you just have to live your life. It's like, not, you can't stop these bad things from happening. We're all going to die. And it's interesting because it actually, I feel like it, it might even guide me in the future as a mother a little bit more, you know, it's a little different relationship the other way to try to protect your child. But I think in terms of like making sure that you're not being so intense, so as to stifle, is really important. And that's, you know, that's the lesson here, which is pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's a great takeaway. Um, yeah. And I do remember that conversation and that line, um, you know, there's a lot of weight to it and it's very, uh, it's very simple, the words that she uses, but, um, yeah. And I think anybody, anybody can relate to that whenever you think about your own mortality or the mortality of people that you love. Um, you know, there is this instinct to like hold them close, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop them. Um,
1: exactly. so yes, she also says, uh, very gently, you know, I think Rose, I'm sorry, Dorothy does a great job explaining to Rose gently of what she's talking about. And she says, she goes, all your mother wants is to be treated like a woman. And I, again, like simple language, but it just, it really like is delivered very calmly and gently. And it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: no, totally. And I think, um, you know, this definitely, obviously you can comprehend it when you're younger, but I think it hits differently, obviously when you're older and I'm sure it's different when you have a child. Um, But sort of on that theme, even though Blanche and the younger man is the background, though it's thought of as the a story um there is this moment <laughs> so basically she goes out with this guy dirk and um she is going to order duck lorange and uh, you know she kind of goes back <laughs> and decides Aww. that she's just going to get a salad because that's what he's having and so she's basically sort of changing what who she is because she wants because she's so sort of um amazed that he likes her um but then there's this weird moment she's playing to his yeah there's a moment where he reveals that you know she reminds him of his mother and this is the first time I can remember watching this episode and I haven't seen this in a while that I really felt like crushingly empathetic for her I think I always picked up on the sort of like humiliation of that moment and it's not a heavy moment to be clear it's really funny um Right, but sort of right. thinking about it as a scholar, um, you know, I, I was like, ooh, <laughs> that that has to be, like, so humiliating. And then she has to come home and tell other girls about it. And I, I feel like I have a very um, mm-hmm. low threshold for humiliation, certainly in real life, but also, um, like, in, in TV <laughs> shows. And so it's, it's very, like, it's pretty cringy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she actually says delivered perfectly again like she walks in she goes it was humiliating like she almost is like she's laughing at it with a certain lightness because she has to or she'll sob in that moment and especially as an older woman and like it's like you know from watching it like you said from then now today it's it hits differently where you can actually imagine yourself being excited about a contemporary and then then thinking you completely like it didn't the thought didn't even cross their mind that you would be in their league um so but the, the moral of the story here is that you know Dirk's a douchebag because he's <laughs> eating he's into macrobiotics watercress. <laughs> which I feel is the gluten yeah watercress macrobiotics is like the gluten-free of the 80s or something it's like it's so blanche stupid. is eating bee <laughs> pollen to try to like impress him um exactly it's it's not even oh speaking of the 80s too and going back to the other story you know alma played highlight <laughs> like was that like the pickleball of the 80s like or is that just supposed to be like the world's most extreme sport that like an older woman shouldn't play i
0: don't know i would love to play either of those two
1: sports i feel like they're i don't
0: know where you can play them but apparently everywhere in miami
1: um i guess so i guess so Highly's yeah sports, that's, that's true pickleball, <laughs> but <laughs>
0: um Yeah. So they have this nice sort of like wrap up conversation in the kitchen and Blanche is kind of like, you know, pretty vulnerable. Um, But it's nice because Rose's mother is able to after Rose and her mom have that sort of like, very emotional conversation, they're able to sort of exist as peers. And I think at a certain point, that's all you can really do with your parents, you know, like, you can go to them for advice or something like that. But you're not you're not saying, tell me what to do. You're saying, what would you do in this situation? And maybe I'll do that. So I think it, it doesn't establish right. a nice sort of like mutual respect, uh, between the two of them.
1: Yeah. And kind of going back into the, you know, the, the competition episode where, you know, Sophia wants to go to Sicily. Dorothy says no. And she's like, who's asking? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like we're just, we're just talking about this, like a conversation. So but you're right. It actually is funny because, again, before we resolve the Dirk Blanche thing at the end, you know, we we resolve the the Rose Alma thing and they're all chatting in the kitchen. Right. They're telling the story of how Alma got to be such a good gambler and how to carve a <laughs> pistol out of soap because she, you know, had this romance with this uh, ex-con uh, for a number of years. And of course, you know, Rose is freaking the hell out. But um, but they're sitting there and, you know, just having a regular kind of cheesecake sex conversation Um, And it is interesting, like, I'm sure many of us can remember those moments where we actually talked to our parents as peers for the first time. Um, And it, it, you know, most likely wasn't about like, some weird sex. (laughs) But but no, it's, um, it's fascinating, because I just, I remember my moment so clearly, like, drinking with my parents at my great aunt's house, once she passed away, and we were like, clearing out some of her stuff. And we were just talking as peers. And just like, I'm sure it had happened in you know little fits and spurts before that but that was like the one moment that like stuck in my mind so um yeah it's just it's just interesting the interplay with with mothers yeah and so
0: there's a lot about obviously aging and and sort of respecting um people as people regardless of their age in this episode but i also noted that so blanche um before she kind of comes to the very final moment of um reconciliation She's like, oh, I feel for the first time in my life, I feel over forty. And Blanche is like, well, because you're, over, or um, I'm sorry, Dorothy is like, because you're over fifty. And it is, it's the first time that the, <laughs> I mean, I know we know this, but it's the first time that that's said out loud. And um, it's very affirming. Yeah. I think that like we are all watching a show about women. Every single woman on the show is over fifty, and um, that's mm-hmm. that's what they're serving you, you know. And and I feel like. You get it, but it is another thing to have it said out loud.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's like, again, this, again the whole premise of the show is, you know, women uh, after they're 29, they're not worth anything to Hollywood anymore. Right. And it's sort of like implied that <laughs> that's their age, but you don't talk about age when you get over 29. And like you said, they called it out. Like, here's the number we're putting right on the page. Um, which is interesting too, because like you know, of course, the running joke is that we don't actually know how old Blanche is uh, throughout the entire. Deleted series. by order of the governor. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, by of authority course.
1: of the governor, but who's counting? Um, but uh, other tidbits uh, that are interesting, um, I read that B. Arthur's mother actually just died before they taped this. Which, like, talk about an intense uh, topic to have to cover, right? So you can actually, like, I love the scene where, again, Sophia, you know, is reflecting on what's going on with Rose and Alma. And she actually, you know, has a nice moment. She tells Dorothy, like, the one thing you don't do is treat me like an old lady. You treat me like a person. And I really appreciate that, you know. And Dorothy, you know, says she's overwhelmed. But you can see B. Arthur get overwhelmed. And it's really hard because... Why would you ever know? Because she's such a good actress anyway. But like, you know, that's that's real emotion there. Like her her real mother just died when Sophia says she's a good daughter. It's like, it's really tying into real life there. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. And also terrible that like, this is the script that she gets right after. Yeah. Her and knows. even that
0: daughter to daughter conversation um, she has with Rose is, um, you know, that really puts that into perspective as well. Like speaking as a daughter to another daughter oh. right after that, I'm sure it was very, very heavy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the other the other piece that stands out to me personally in this episode uh that comes from B. Arthur too is um where (laughs) Rose is saying, um, where she's talking about uh sleeping with a younger man or dating a younger man, and Dorothy said she had, you know, and Rose is like, you know, (laughs) flabbergasted (laughs) that like Dorothy has. And she goes, Well, of course, Rose, this is before I had the hump on my back, right? And you know, it's it's amazing because through, this is a thing throughout the series and throughout the Dorothy character in general. Like the writing is, you know, poking fun at her being more stereotypically masculine, right? And and, you know, both Dorothy as the character and B as an actress are able to make jokes about it and make light of it and i think it was it was super interesting because you know for me personally i've always like been more masculine quote unquote i've never liked stereotypically girly things and this is a thing that's always been sort of like a complex that i've had since i was little when i was trying to figure out like what feminism was, and how to how to actually be a woman that didn 't fit into this like you know pretty pretty princess ideal, and of course, like without even knowing it right like the character of Dorothy and just the actress of B Arthur is like setting this example for me where she can be amazing and beautiful and sexy and like a full woman but also like you know take these barbs and these jabs lightly and even if she does take them somewhat personally like she just has such zingers to throw it right back in people's faces um, I just it, it just really stands out for me it stood out for me as a kid and like I just noted that line because this is like the first <laughs> of many of these kinds of retorts that we see with, yeah with no her. I mean
0: we we have talked about it before and it'll come up a hundred more times but if, there's so many like yes. feminist takeaways from this and so there's that one with Dorothy but the other one is like Dorothy kind of lays into Blanche about being you know you're an attractive woman you're smart you have a house you have friends who love you and you're hung up on this guy who didn't like you like what is wrong with you and Blanche kind of sits there and it's a very at the very end of the episode and it's another one of those um sort of like how when um Elliot says she's attractive she says I know so Dorothy kind of you know goes on this tirade and Blanche is like yes she's right. And it, it's, it just lands. It's it's perfect. And it's so true because, you know, how many times do you see women underestimate themselves because someone doesn't like them and not just women, but I do feel like mostly women, um, are affected so deeply when they're rejected and particularly in this way, rejected by somebody who you thought liked you and you couldn't believe they liked you. And now you're just sort of like wallowing in it and, and, Blanche sort of does that, but then she snaps right back into reality and remembers who she is and she remembers her worth. And um, it's a really great way to wrap up that story in spite of the fact that obviously it's a more of a background story than the writers maybe intended. Um, it's, It's nice to see it wrapped that way.
1: You're right. You're right. And it's so, I I never, you know, again, she, she comes to that realization through her female friends, right? Like building each other up. And like, even though Dorothy doesn't in sort of like a, you know, like scolding her type of situation, but uh, it's, you're so right. That's, that's exactly the same exact theme. And there's so much that, you know, little Lauren and little Sarah (laughs) didn't even know they were feminists uh, watching this episode back in the day. um. Two two other uh, scenes slash lines that we haven't uh, talked about that I do want to uh, talk about is one. This is where we see Dorothy. Oh my god, I wrote that
0: down for the
1: first time.
0: <laughs> and Sophia advocating to call a real plumber.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly that duality that we shall see very, very soon uh, later in the later in the season, um, and also just the line which. <laughs> I, I adore so much, and I laugh all the time preemptively as we talk about. Is Blanche goes, "I'm going to live forever" when she's doing her bee pollen extracts, and you know, Lamaze class, and Dorothy <laughs> just goes, "Not outside of an institution." <laughs> and like, kudos to the writer who got that one. Whew, My goodness, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a really good one. It's great. Uh Yeah. So, is, what? do Anything else about Blanche and the younger man, or <laughs> no? Rose I don't and her think so. Mother? Alrighty. Well, join us next time when we discuss the perils of eating skunjili. Bye!